1: Now for our story. Hello?
0: Hello, Aunt Mary. This is Nicholas Dorn.
2: Nicholas? How are you?
0: Oh, all right, I guess. Did you
2: want to speak to Peggy? Uh,
0: no, Aunt Mary. I, I wanted to speak to you. Oh? I was wondering if you planned to be in town tomorrow.
2: Well, because I. If
0: you were, I had hoped we might arrange to meet somewhere. I, uh. I'd like to talk to you about something, Aunt Mary.
2: Um, all right, Nicholas. I'll plan to be in. Suppose I meet you in the lobby of the hotel about noon.
0: Wonderful. We'll have lunch together, and thanks a lot, Aunt Mary. I I appreciate it. I'll see you at noon tomorrow, then? Yes,
1: Nicholas. I'll be there.
0: Goodbye. Bye, Aunt Mary.
1: Aunt Mary stood by the telephone for a minute, looking thoughtfully toward the stairs up which Peggy Douglas, her pretty young niece, had gone a short while ago. Peggy, who had just made an announcement to Aunt Mary and Lefty Larkin that she and Nicholas Dorn intended to be married the following week. As she walked away from the telephone back toward the kitchen, Aunt Mary was thinking,
2: What does that boy want to talk to me about? He sounded worried, even depressed. Oh, of course, it's something about Peggy. It's something about Peggy. It's something
1: about Peggy. And the following day, promptly at noon, Aunt Mary walked into the lobby of the Brown Palace Hotel, where Nicholas was already waiting for her. Ah, oh,
0: here you are, Aunt Mary. You're a woman after my own heart, right on time. <laughs> well, I
2: always try to be.
0: Oh, if you don't mind that, Mary, I wish we could sit here and have our little chat and then have lunch later on. It's rather upsetting to me to discuss anything important over a meal. All
2: well, right, Nicholas. You don't want to put too great a strain on our digestive system. Exactly. <laughs> well, Nicholas. Is something bothering you?
0: Why? Do I look bothered? I didn't realize...
2: Well, you look like a young man who has mighty, weighty problems on his mind.
0: Yeah, I'll certainly buy that. Aunt Mary, I I suppose Peggy gave you the news last night.
2: Yes, uh, She told Lefty and me as soon as she got home.
0: And what did you say?
2: Well, to tell you the truth, Nicholas, neither Lefty nor I had an opportunity to say much. Even if we'd known exactly what to say. Of course, you know, I wish you both all the happiness in the world.
0: Yes, I know
2: that. But also, I have to tell you, my feelings in the matter haven't changed since the last time we talked
0: about it. That's what I thought. I didn't really dare hope that they had.
2: Oh, but I? I may be mistaken, but I don't know, Nicholas. Perhaps I'm just an older woman living in a foolish dream world still believing that marriage should be based on love. Maybe that's an old-fashioned, outdated idea.
0: No, Aunt Mary, it's not. That's the reason I asked to see you today. I've discovered that you're absolutely right about love. I wanted to tell you so.
2: What do you mean, Nicholas?
0: Well, I'm going to tell you, Aunt Mary, but first, if it's all right with you, I'd, I'd like to ask a few questions. Well, all right, Nicholas, if I know the answer I'm sure you do. But please, don't think I want you to betray a confidence. It's just that, well, there are some things I, I feel I have to be sure of before I get in any deeper. What do you want to know, Mr. Well, the first thing is about Bill Meade. Mm-hmm. Aunt Mary, I know something about Bill Meade and Peggy. Peggy's told me her side, but I've always felt there were some things that I didn't know. I'm sure there are. Would you mind telling me how it appears to you? The whole story? Oh, so, Nicholas,
2: I think you have a right to know. So I'll do the best I can to tell you.
0: Thanks, Aunt Mary.
2: Of course, you must remember, this will be just as I see it. So I've talked to both Bill and Peggy many times. Bill, it isn't possible to see straight into another person's heart, to know exactly how they feel. The best I could do was to... Listen carefully to what they say. Try to piece things together.
0: I realize that, Aunt Mary. But if anyone would be able to understand what goes on inside a person, I think you'd be the one.
2: Well, Nicholas, Peggy was very young when she met Bill. She'd never been in love before. And I'm sure Bill hadn't been either. Bill's a very simple boy, really. He'd come from a farm in Oregon. Gone to agricultural college. And then, along came the war. So, of course, he never had had much time for girls. Besides, he's rather a shy boy. So I suppose he didn't make friends easily.
0: Yes, he does seem to be a little restrained.
2: Anyhow, when he and Peggy met, it was, well, it was quite a revelation to both of them. They were both tremendously affected. Peggy was, oh, I guess radiant is the only word to use. And if a man can be radiant, then Bill was, too. It was wonderful to see them together. They were so happy. And then, Kit Mead came home.
0: A serpent in the garden, is that it?
2: Well, unfortunately, when the Calverts set out to get something, they don't hesitate to use any weapon that comes to hand. And that's what happened in this case. I'm not saying that Bill wasn't at fault somewhat. And I'm afraid it would have taken a much more experienced... worldly
0: person than Bill was then... to hold out against
2: Kit and her father.
0: Well, I, I, I've never met this Kit. It's hard for me to see how any man could... leave Peggy for a witch like that. At least I gather she is from what I hear.
2: Well, in some ways, Kit is more to be pitied than anything else. He had such a bad childhood. However, Kit and Bill were married... Naturally, I only know about their marriage from what has happened since. Obviously, Bill wasn't happy. You could see it in his face. Peggy was miserable. Poor kid. She finally went to Chicago. And, uh, a lot of things happened there that I won't go into now. At any rate, when Peggy came back, we found out that Bill had realized what a mistake he'd made. He came to Peggy and told her he was asking Kit for a divorce.
0: You told Peggy that? Yes. i beginning to understand this whole thing a lot better already. Then what happened?
2: Well, this is the part which affected Peggy so, made her even more unhappy. You see, all of a sudden Bill came to her and said the divorce was all off. He couldn't tell her why, but he couldn't see her anymore for a while. But he asked Peggy to be patient, to believe in him until he could straighten things out.
0: Asking an awful lot, it seems to me. Especially under the circumstances. Yes, yes, it was.
2: But in the light of what we found out since then, there was nothing else Bill could do. Because uh, Kit had asked Bill not to do anything about the divorce. To wait. She'd learned that she was going to have a child by then. Oh, I see. Then Kit went to California to have her baby.
0: And Bill had promised to say nothing until she came home? That's right.
2: About the baby or the divorce. He had to keep his word. Betty knows that now. But she's too stubborn, too hurt to admit that she misjudged him. Now, you know as much about it as I do, Nicholas.
0: Yes. Tragic, really. Yes, it is, so far. Well, I don't know whether I'm better off or but I'm in a worse fix than I was before you told me all this.
2: What do you mean, Nicole?
0: You see, Aunt Mary, I found out that I'm in love with Peggy, too. Terribly in love. Nicole. Yes, it's true. And I'm supposed to be that bright young cynic, the guy who can get along without emotional complications. Aunt Mary, the joke's on me. I love Peggy with all those romantic, tender, jealous feelings that that I didn't believe in.
2: Well, Nicholas, I I hardly know what to say. How does this affect your plans?
0: I mean, about the marriage. That's just it, Aunt Mary. I'm all mixed up. I, I just don't know. One part of me, the crazy side, says, go
1: ahead. But the other side says, Nick, you're riding for a fall. A bad one. After Aunt Mary had left him, with a warm handshake and a gentle, sympathetic little pat on his broad shoulders, Nicholas went up to his room, tried to work on the story he had underway, but he couldn't. He paced up and down, nervously smoked one cigarette after another. About 4.30, he gave up entirely, went down to the circus room of the hotel, a pleasant little cocktail bar which was one of the few the town boasted. There was a beautiful girl sitting at the bar, alone. Nicholas would have been very much surprised if he realized that this girl who caught his eyes in the mirror behind the bar was Kip Mead. The very one who'd caused Peggy Douglas so much unhappiness.